So we recently received an email stating that we're damaging Christianity by ignoring science. Okay, and we're going to examine that claim that biblical creationists are damaging Christianity this week on Creation Magazine Live. The Bible really is true, and it's supported by science and the things we see in the world around us. Keep listening to find out how. Welcome to Creation Magazine Live. My name is Richard Fangrad. And I'm Matt Bondi. This week, we're going to spend the whole show examining the claim that young earth creationists, or biblical creationists, are damaging Christianity because we ignore science. Yeah, okay, that's, that's quite a claim. It is. <laughs> but it's, it's really two claims, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Uh, Robert B. from the U.S., he wrote in claiming that creationists are harming Christianity, that's number one, and secondly, that we're ignoring science. Right, okay, well, let's read what he wrote. It's not very long, and then we'll respond to his claims. So he said, or he wrote... You are damaging Christianity deeply. You think science is wrong just where you need it to be, which should light up the warnings in your brain. The concepts that you list as evidence are areas you don't understand. Science primarily does not have opinions. It has data, data that does not give a living, and there was a swear word there that we deleted out, a living blank, what anyone thinks. Soft tissue in dinosaur bones does not prove a young anything. And the scientists working on that material understand that where you don't. You would all be well advised to actually get into a real science program, though I doubt you could, and learn the material. I did. Okay, so he continues, uh, Consider that the percentage of scientists who believe the Earth is young is smaller than the percentage of people who would be clinically insane in the same population. Alert! In order to claim that there is a debate at all, you will have to have more people on your side of the debate than the percentage of clinically insane. You don't. You have Kurt Wise disease. You are harming Christianity. Okay, all right. There's some pretty bold claims there. And the reason we want to examine this on the show today is that there are Christians, especially those who've gone through higher education, including most seminaries, who would make similar claims. Right. Yeah, so the claim is that uh, in order to take the Bible, and especially Genesis, at face value, the way we do as a ministry, yeah. um, you need to reject science. And by rejecting modern science, biblical creationists are harming Christianity because we appear to be anti-scientific. Anti-scientific, yeah. Um, I just, just want to point out, and you probably picked this up as well, uh, the, the tone of this email. You likely notice that it includes kind of an insulting, accusing tone. Um, now, not all people would have stated things in, in the way that Robert did in his email to us, but we often see that same kind of tone from people in the church who are convinced that the world is old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for, for those of you who do understand that Genesis records a recent creation in six days, uh, you might have had these kind of uh, accusations leveled at you as well. Right, yeah, and the idea is that you know, we're, we're anti-intellectual and it's only the, the, the low IQ, never finished high school right. kind of country bumpkin that would ever conclude that God created recently in six days and there was a global flood. Right. You know, and just to give a, another example of that, um, we can play a portion of a radio show where William Lane Craig, who, by the way, uh, has won many debates arguing against atheists, yeah. Um, yeah. but here he's commenting on a recent creation. So listen to this. Yes, I've seen a comparable statistic that says that over 50% of evangelical pastors think that the world is less than 10,000 years old. Now, when you think about that, Kevin, that is just hugely embarrassing that over half of our ministers really believe that the universe is only around 10,000 years old. This is just 
scientifically, it's nonsense. And yet this is the view that the majority of our pastors hold. It's, it's really quite shocking when you think about it. Okay, so again, the accusation is that it's nonsense, he says, to believe that the world is less than 10,000 years old and that it's embarrassing and shocking. And, and again, he's using those kinds of emotional words and, and really the idea, that the, the kind of flavor that comes across is, is that pastors who believe that, well, they're just out of touch with reality. Right. It's just a, a completely ridiculous thing to, to think. Yeah, yeah. And he's disappointed that uh, 50% of pastors believe that. Well, yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that it's only 50%. <laughs> You know, since the world really is less than 10,000 years old, yeah. based on simple deduction from the Word of God, right. uh, what's really shocking and embarrassing is that 50% of pastors think it's older. Right. And the pastors are supposed to give instruction from God's Word yeah. and instruct that way. And that's a big part of the response. Mm. What does the Bible say about the age of the earth? Many people think that it doesn't say anything about the age of the earth. Now, and we'll deal with that in a few minutes. Now, let's begin by going back through that email point by point. Okay, so uh, right at the start, uh, well, after accusing us of damaging Christianity deeply, yeah. he says, uh, you think science is wrong. Okay, so, and here goes the broken record again. Uh, we've said this so many times on the show, in Creation Magazine, on creation.com, yeah. in books, yeah. in videos, it's not about the science. It's not about the science. We, we don't think science is wrong, no. as we're accused of, uh, of thinking. In the, in, the real, in the sense of real operational science like chemistry and physics, we think that the materialistic philosophy of history masquerading as science is wrong. Now, wouldn't it be great if, if everybody commenting on the origins debate anywhere, regardless of their position on the issues from the biblical creationist to the atheistic evolutionist and everything in between, could get this one simple concept, right? That the debate is not about science. The debate doesn't happen at the level of science. It happens at the level of history. Right. That's where it happens. Yeah. Okay, so just to explain it one more time, <laughs> the things that relate to origins or where things came from are not just about science. If we were to ask you, what is the scientific method? What does science involve? Uh, most of you could get at least the basics. You might say things like, well, science involves making observations or doing experiments or yeah, things that are yeah, repeatable. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's the science, and that is what science is. That, that is what science is. Now, if we ask, what's history all about? Well, I mean, most people are going to get that too, right? It's about, it's about past events. And, and some of you might feel your blood pressure rising at this point, recalling a past history test where you had to remember all those dates of critical events and so on. The history is about that. The origins debate involve a, involves a mixture of science and history. It's not just science. Right. You know, it's a lot like forensics. Uh, forensics invo yeah. involve a mixture of science and history. Uh, so, for, so, for example, at a crime scene, investigators might dust for fingerprints and collect hair or blood for DNA analysis. That's the science. That's the science. That's right. But then a story is made up about how all the data from science and all the facts can be explained by a particular history. And some stories or, or histories will fit the facts better than others. You know, it's like, like the, the butler did it, or, right. or, or the maid did it, yeah. right? Um, and and that's, that's where it, it goes on in, in the court, it goes to the courtroom scene near the end of the show. Uh, different histories can be imagined to explain exactly the same data. Uh, the debate isn't over the data, it's over the history applied to the data. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Uh, and that's really similar to the creation, evolution, and the age of the Earth debate. Right. Um, in paleontology, for example, uh, when scientists find fossils, they don't come with tags on them that uh, say things like, Hi, I'm 75 million years old, and I like to eat hamburgers, and I enjoy taking naps on Sunday afternoon after church. Yeah. <laughs> None of that information comes from the fossil. No, no. On the fossil itself and, and, and its surroundings there in the rock is where the science is done. It, it could all be documented very carefully. It, it, I suppose it could be tested chemically. And nobody disagrees with that because it's an observation. If you disagree, you go and do the experiment yourself. It, there it is. That's the science. There's no debate over that. You know, it's, it's like, look, there's a fossil. It, it's, in the, it's in the ground. Yeah, nobody debates that. Right, exactly. But what makes the fossil much more interesting is when did it die? How long was it alive? Right. You know, what did it eat? Yeah. Uh, what was the social interaction with the other animals? How did this animal get encased in the rock? Um, those are the kinds of things that we really want to know about. Yeah. But the problem is those things are not observations. At this point, it's like moving uh, to the courtroom scene, you know, just yeah. like you talked about. Yeah. Um, a story is made up to explain the ideas, and just like in forensics, some stories or histories uh, will fit better than others. That's right. There, that's the debate. <laughs> so right at the beginning of this email, it's clear that this person doesn't understand this basic concept of the origins debate. The debate is about different histories, not the science. Uh, and, and the same is true of William Lane Craig's comments. Uh, you know, as, as brilliant a debater as, as he is, and, and he is, he's missed this foundational aspect of the origins debate. He's commenting specifically on the related issue of the age of the earth, which is very much a debate of different histories, mm, historical yeah. debate. Continuing uh, with the email, Robert says, science primarily does not have opinions. It has data, data that does not give a living beep uh, what anyone thinks. And the response from Dr. Jonathan Sarfati, who uh, responded to this uh, email online, he says, we agree that there is an objective reality that is independent of what anyone thinks. Postmodernism denies this. That is why science developed in a biblical creationist Christian worldview during the Middle Ages, but was stillborn in other worldviews. Right. Uh, in, in the article that you can look up online, by the way, at creation.com slash damaging, Dr. Sarfati has included web links to other articles detailing what he just said about science arising within a biblical worldview and not other worldviews. Mm -hmm. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, we actually did a show on this last year called yeah. The Biblical Basis for Modern Science. Uh, now that show is based on conclusions from secular historians of science who show that it was the biblical worldview that gave rise to science much to the surprise of most people today. Right, yeah, and some of those, those historians. Right. Um, and now, ju just as a side note, it was that episode that was submitted to the International Christian Film Festival and, and got us nominated for Best TV Show, Creation Magazine Live, uh, this year in 2018. Now, as we record this here, here today, uh, we're not sure if we won yet. That, that, that's going to be announced in a couple of weeks. But it, it's, it's nice to have the value of this show appreciated by other Christian filmmakers and those in Christian media. Right. You know, that is nice, but you know, what we treasure even more than that is the effect that the show and the information we present has on you, the viewers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for some of you, you've told us that you were an atheist before watching the show, yeah. and the content helped you to recognize that the Bible is God's word and it's totally true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you were moved to make Jesus Lord of your life. Yeah, that's great. And those comments are so encouraging just to know that God is using this little show, Creation Magazine Live to draw people to himself. It makes it all worth it. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, let's get back to the email here. He makes this comment, soft tissue in dinosaur bones does not prove a young anything. 
And the scientists working on that material understand that where you don't. Okay, and Dr. Sarfati's response was, real science shows that there is soft tissue and protein and DNA in dino bones. Real science shows how fast these things break down, especially DNA. What real science does not show is the millions of years dogma. But since the discoverers believed this dogma, they were extremely skeptical at first. Mm -hmm. you know, and then he quotes uh, Dr. Mary Schweitzer, who is a pioneer in this area and she not is. a creationist, yep. uh, by the way. She believes that the bones in which uh, she's finding this material really are millions of years old. That's right, yeah. And, and you can see her struggle yeah. to reconcile her beliefs about the age of the bones with the incredible discoveries that she's making in the lab. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dr. Schweitzer said, when you think about it, the laws of chemistry and biology and everything else that we know say that it should, have, it should be gone. That's right. It should be degraded completely. And, and no, that's real science. Yeah. Okay? The rapid uh, decay of organic material is an observation. Anyone who disagrees with that observation can do the test themselves. Do it yourself, yeah. Throw a piece of meat out on the lawn and you can watch it decay. Um, she also said that, that when the soft tissue was first discovered, and this is an interesting quote, it was totally shocking, she said. I didn't believe it until we'd done it 17 times. Mm. So her beliefs about the bone's age, being millions of years old, caused her to doubt what she was seeing in the lab. So she made absolutely sure that there really was soft tissue and what appear to be blood vessels and blood cells there in a T-Rex bone. Yeah, right. Uh, Dr. Sarfati also mentioned that we are well aware that she has tried to explain the results away, but most unconvincing from the viewpoint of known chemistry. Yeah. See dinosaur soft tissue in seeming desperation, evolutionists turn to iron to preserve the ideas of millions of years. So that's a, a link to an article that um, outlines a sort of grasping at straws proposal to hold on to the belief that the bones are millions of years old. Right, yeah. Now, iron in blood cells can act as a preservative. Uh, it wouldn't be as good as formaldehyde. No. But for the true believer in millions of years, that's the answer. Iron saves the day. We can keep believing that the bones are millions of years old, even though they contained unfossilized soft tissue, because iron has preserved them. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, but... For how long uh, can iron preserve soft tissue? That's the question. Uh, if, right? if iron isn't as good a preservative as formaldehyde, could formaldehyde really preserve organic compounds for 70 million years? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you can put that bone in formaldehyde, bury it deep in the earth, shield it from any outside energy or chemicals, and it's still going to break down over that unimaginable length of time. Right, yeah. Formaldehyde doesn't uh, stop uh, decay altogether. It just slows it down. Right, yeah. Now, these bones uh, were found in Montana, and they weren't protected the way I just described. No, no, they weren't. Uh, about the only thing that will stop decay is freezing them to absolute zero, about minus 273 degrees Celsius. Right, and it doesn't get that cold in Montana. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> what we do reject is the historical framework that the scientific data is put into. Right, yes. Now, we really hope that this week's show is an encouragement to those of you who might have been ridiculed in the past, for taking a stand for the Bible in this area of the age of the earth. Actually, there's, there's a great article on our website titled 101 Evidences for a Young Age of the Earth and Universe. It's at creation.com age. And that's an article you could share. You could share that link with people who think it's unscientific to believe in a recent creation. Mm -hmm. Okay, just before the break, uh, we were talking about soft tissue and dinosaur bones. Uh, now, right. if this is the first time you've heard about Dr. Schweitzer's amazing discoveries, 
Uh, you can get up to speed on that by reading the article at creation.com slash dynodna. Um, also note that below the article, there's a long list of related articles, and that's a goldmine for uh, more details about scientific evidence supporting dinosaurs living um, until quite recently. That's right, yeah. Okay, so let's continue with the email. Uh, Robert writes, you would all be well advised to actually get into a real science program, though I doubt you could, and learn the material. Okay, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Dr. Sarfati's response is, oh, really? Uh, CMI probably hires more staff with earned doctorates in science from secular universities at that than any other Christian ministry. In most people's eyes, that would count as a real science program. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that point alone just highlights the fact that if you believe that God created recently, you're not being anti-scientific no. or rejecting modern science, as, as is claimed. Many of our scientists at Creation Ministries International, by the way, were former evolutionists and believed in millions of years. That's right. You know, it was by reading scripture and studying the evidence for recent creation that they came to change their minds yeah. against uh, all of their training and education. That's right. Yeah. Uh, a recent creation isn't the default position of the uneducated. Uh, these scientists carefully examined both sides, comparing all the arguments. Uh, for those of you who, who aren't scientists but believe in a recent creation, you're in good company. Yeah. So the next statement in the email is, well, strange to say the least. He writes, uh, consider the percentage of scientists who believe the earth is young is smaller than the percentage of people who would be clinically insane in the same population. Alert. Um, I.e., in order to claim that there is a debate at all, you'll have to have more people on your side of the debate than the percentage of clinically insane, and you don't. Okay, and Dr. Sarfati responds... Another example of the illogic of anti-creationism. Before it was, data does not give a living blank what anyone thinks, but now you want us to care about what others think? Apparently truth is now decided by majority vote, despite all the times when the majority was wrong. For example, should we still believe in the phlogiston theory of combustion and absolute geocentrism? So he includes a link in this uh, <laughs> section to a fascinating article. Um, it's at creation.com slash wrong. Uh, and it deals with, a, deals with a good question that uh, relates to the subject we're talking about today. Can all those scientists be wrong? Yeah, good question. Uh, and the short answer uh, is science, or truth for that matter, isn't determined by majority vote. Right. The article lists a number of uh, infamous examples where the majority of scientists and thinkers in the past were wrong. Uh, in fact, it's probably fair to say that every scientific breakthrough uh, begins with the minority position because... That's why it's called a breakthrough. That's why it's a breakthrough, yes. And it's kind of arrogant to think that that type of thing, that the majority of scientists uh, being wrong, couldn't happen today. I mean, after all, Jesus didn't teach that majority opinion is what you should base your life on. He actually taught that people should base their life on truth. And by doing so, their lives would be able to withstand life's difficulties. Yeah, that's in uh, Matthew 7 where Jesus yes. says... Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Yeah, there's no mention of following majority opinion there. Build no. your life on truth. <laughs> no, there isn't. Uh, and in that uh, Can All the Scientists Be Wrong article, there's a great, a great quote from uh, Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton, the Jurassic Park guy. Yes, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he's an author. But before that, uh, he had a career in medicine and in science. And he said, um, let's be clear. The work of science has nothing whatsoever to do with consensus. Consensus is the business of politics. 
Science, on the contrary, requires only one investigator who happens to be right, which means that he or she has results that are verifiable by reference to the real world. In science, consensus is irrelevant. What is relevant is reproducible results. The greatest scientists in history are great precisely because they broke with consensus. There is no such thing as consensus science. Cool. Yeah, I wonder if that would apply to the climate change debate. Uh, yeah, uh, let's not go into that right now. <laughs> okay, so let's just look at one more statement uh, that, uh, from the email that Robert writes. He says, you have Kurt Weiss disease. And Dr. Sarfati responds, is this a new clinical diagnosis? Dr. Wise has described an experiment where he chopped out every verse of scripture that is contradicted by evolution or billions of years and found that there was nothing left to hold his Bible by two fingers without falling apart. Yeah, yeah. That should be enough for any professing Christian because Jesus said, Scripture cannot be broken in John 10.35. Yeah, another excellent point to consider. Uh, Far from harming Christianity, when we take God's word straightforwardly, drawing the meaning from the text, using, using standard hermeneutics, we get a recent creation by God in six days in a global flood. And, and today, that biblical truth is supported by mountains of scientific observations. Christianity is an evidence-based faith, not a blind faith. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, we hope that uh, you've been encouraged by some of today's content, especially for those of you who have been looked down on because you believe, just like we do, that the Bible teaches a recent creation in six days followed by a global flood. Yes, yeah, and those those truths don't fly in the world of academia. I mean, we get that, but they're they're true anyway. In a related way, there are other truths that today's academia think are foolish too. And, and those truths are much more important to get right than the age of the earth debate. And that's the, the, it's, it's called the foolishness of the cross, right? right? Paul wrote to the church in Corinth saying, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Mm -hmm. That's a good reminder to stay true to God's word, even if all the smart people say it's wrong. Uh, If you need some encouragement in your faith, get Creation Magazine. It comes out four times a year, and it's like a constant feed of nourishment to your faith. Yeah, yeah, it's like a drip feed of, uh, like, intravenous yeah. feed or whatever of, of nourishment and truth coming into your life. If, you, if you've never seen it before, you've never seen Creation Magazine, you can view a digital copy online for free, a sample copy. Go to creation.com slash free mag, and yeah. you can flip through it there online. Speaking if you like it, digital, subscribe. The digital copy, you get five, uh, uh, you can share your digital copy when you subscribe with uh, five different... Uh, people yeah. in your family different or on different devices. Devices, yeah. Yep. Smartphone, laptop, desktop, that kind of thing. Exactly. Um, it, we'd love to hear from you. If the show's helped you to understand more about science or the Bible and uh, that kind of thing, send us a note. You can use the feedback section there on the website, creation.com. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can put a comment in on YouTube. Some of those comments are encouraging. And then we'll see you next week. Remember, science supports Scripture. You've been listening to the podcast version of Creation Magazine Live, produced by Creation Ministries International. With offices internationally and more scientists on staff than any Christian ministry, you can find loads of faith-supporting articles on our massive website, creation.com. Check it out. 